0: What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here?
1: Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. P and e What's
2: b and
1: Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan, on The Horn, 1049 AM 1260, and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports.
2: Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking, time for thinking
0: ahead The world has changed so very much from what it used to be There's so much hatred, war and poverty
1: Wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Wake them up, get them up, get them going Monday on v and What a weekend it was, blazing hot on Saturday, beautiful yesterday, plenty of sunshine and blue skies, hope you had a great weekend. we got a lot to recap, to say the least, a busy weekend on the 40 Acres with the spring game, orange-white scrimmage, huge crowd, great day down on the 40 Acres, Longhorn baseball team, not the prettiest weekend, but get a series win in Waco, you well, know. Probably an understatement to say not the prettiest weekend on the pitching mound for the Longhorns. We'll certainly dive into that situation, but it was a winning weekend in the 40 acres. NBA playoffs are up and running eight games over the weekend, including four yesterday. Three road teams found wins. The lower seeds beat the higher seeds in, uh, in a big way yesterday. We'll certainly dive into the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball. And a lot to do. NFL draft is about uh, 10 days away now, as we'll dive into the very, very latest there as well. And, of course, it's a Monday here on the show of the people. That makes it a good, bad, and ugly Monday. What was good for you, what was bad, and what was just downright ugly? Hit us up on the Specs text line. Love to hear from you at 337-3776 on this Monday morning, the 17th of April you got one more day to get those taxes in. You'll have to do that by tomorrow, and we'll certainly uh, try to help you with that as we launch a Monday morning here on 104.9, maybe 101.9, could be a.m. 1260 you're finding us. Appreciate you being there. Also digitally on your Horn app. Make sure you download that uh, Horn app to your smartphone. Take us wherever you go and listen whenever you can. Certainly find us on your smart speaker at home and work, and certainly always at hornfm.com. Mr. Godbolt.
0: Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for the wonderful job that you do to you and your families. Thank your families for sharing you with all of us each and every day. Also, we appreciate it very much. Should be an okay day today, but then some clouds will start to set in. Possibly some showers here and there starting tomorrow. I believe well,
1: for sure. What a weekend! I'm assuming there's a lot of uh, sunburnt people who were at the uh, spring game on Saturday because it was a packed crowd, huge crowd, probably the biggest I've seen in a long time at a Texas orange white scrimmage. Both uh, certainly the the west side was almost. Complete capacity uh, for the game on Saturday, even though the east side, which which takes the most sun, had a pretty good crowd. There's a lot of folks in the, in the north end zone to see the Longhorns, the 2023 version. It'll be another 140 days or so until we see the Longhorns play a football game. That'll be against the Rice Owls on September 2nd, but it was hot. Uh, it was a record hottest day uh, for that day in April since 1924 on Saturday. It hit 94 degrees and peaked out, and a lot of that was right in the afternoon when the Longhorns were playing a football game. We'll talk about it, the highlights, and uh, what we saw from the Longhorns on Saturday, Then yesterday, Buck, it dropped 20 degrees. It was, oh, yeah, about it was 72 degrees. It was
0: really cool in the morning. Oh, yeah. man,
1: it was dang near cold in the morning as the cold front came through, and uh, just a complete different day, but still plenty of sunshine. Hope you got to get out and enjoy that, and uh, however you did, we'll certainly talk about it here this morning with the good, the bad, and the ugly. I saw where you have the uh the big brown truck today. When I pulled in, big
0: brown, my uh car has a flat tire. Oh, it pulled man. into the the garage there, and I came out this morning. I Looked and that sucker was down. Someone's had a slow leak during the course of the day, so I'll get that fixed. But that's why you have big brown.
1: Your 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 go to. Oh yeah, thirty year old truck absolutely but you jumped in so you don't have any hauling today you said an emergency no minor emergency. no hauling just yes okay normally when you bring the truck you have to go you're, you're no. getting stuff not uh, today just
0: gotta and you know me guess who's not doing any fixing of the tires you know me in tires i don't do tires
1: you can change a flat come on
0: come on come on i'm man. pulling it out calling one of my high school kids that comes works over at the house maybe i should call my friend javier Or you call AAA. Aren't you a
1: AAA member? I am
0: a AAA member. They'll come fix it. Boy, they haven't been to my house yet ever, though. That's okay. Yeah, that's why you have AAA, right? That's why I pay for that.
1: Probably should. Probably should. T.Y. is through the glass. Our producer Ty Henderson is here, and he's uh, feeling pretty good because his Texas Rangers took two of three from my Houston Astros over the weekend, including uh, the game last night, 9-1. to uh, Ty, owe you a a, a case of Schaefer light, I believe, based on our bet from Friday. Yeah, good no, luck to find it's that. <laughs> it was a big weekend. How am I going to find that? I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, Rangers playing good baseball. Astros not playing great yet uh, early in the Major League Baseball season. Let's start the uh, the Monday with your headlines, trending topics, as we do each hour to start you off. Make sure you're you're fully aware of what's going on. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Yeah, we'll start with a very, very busy weekend on the 40 Acres, including uh, the Orange-White Scrimmage on Saturday, part of, um, you know... Game day, Bevo Boulevard, the whole bit. The white team quarterback by the returning starter Quinn Ewers controlled the game, won it 21-10. to Ewers finished the day with 120, 195 yards through the air. Also probably the highlight of the day when he hit wide receiver A.D. Mitchell On a 13-yard touchdown pass near the end of the first half, the Georgia transfer made a leaping one-handed catch to secure the white squad's third touchdown in the first half. Redshirt freshman quarterback Malik Murphy had a tremendous game for the Orange team. He finished the day 9 of 13, 166 yards and a touchdown. He had freshman wide receiver Jontae Cook with a 79-yard scoring pass in the third quarter. It was the longest play of the day for a happy head coach, Steve Sarkeesian. Most notably, I thought we saw a
0: lot of playmaking from the offensive side of the ball. A lot of skilled players, receivers, runners, make, make some plays. Uh, I thought the defensive front kind of started stepping up in the second half, and so that was that was definitely a positive.
1: We'll talk more about that game coming up and certainly take your thoughts on it. As uh, also from Texas football, if you missed it on Friday, the program announced in a social media post that a new $70 million practice facility is coming online. New facility will be uh, built by 2025, be located just south of Royal Memorial Stadium between the UT Student Rec Center and the Jamail Swim Center. Uh, School of Social Work is currently in that location. Texas baseball won the prettiest of weekends, but the Longhorns did get out of Waco with a series win. They held on for a 7-6 nail-biter at Baylor yesterday. Uh, take two out of three from the Bears. Texas pitching staff walked 26 batters, hit six more over the three games, still won the Friday and Sunday contest. And Saturday's game, Baylor scored five runs in the bottom of the ninth to steal a 10-9 win. Despite that, Longhorns still alone atop the uh and in first place, the top of the Big 12 standings at 8-4 for David Pierce. we more from Coach Pierce coming up in Craig Wage's report at about uh, 6.40 this morning. NBA playoffs, four first-round Game 1s yesterday. Uh, four more, or I should say. And surprise, surprise, three of the four road teams' winners yesterday, including the L.A. Lakers, who went into Memphis and stunned the second-seeded Grizzlies, 128-112. Grizzlies had the best home record in the NBA this year. Lakers took Game 1. We'll talk more about the NBA playoffs. Also yesterday, eighth seed amount. Miami took down Milwaukee in game one, 130-117. to L.A. Clippers won in Phoenix, 115-110, behind 38 from Kawhi Leonard. Only higher seed and, uh, and home team to win yesterday were the Denver Nuggets. They whipped Minnesota in golf. Great finish at Harbortown yesterday, but a very frustrating one for the lifetime Longhorn, Jordan Spieth. Spieth was looking to go back-to-back as the champion of the RBC Heritage. Found himself in a playoff for the second straight year, this time with Matthew Fitzpatrick. Spieth had great looks at birdie on the first and second playoff hole, rimmed one out on the first one, and then the defending U.S. Open champion Fitzpatrick stuck his approach shot on the third playoff hole to six inches and tapped in for the win. Major League Baseball, as we mentioned, Rangers whipped the Astros down in Houston last night, 9-1. to Texas erupted for six runs in the seventh inning. That was highlighted by a Marcus Simeon Grand Slam. They take two of three in the first Lone Star Series of the season. And if you missed it, Austin FC largely outplayed Vancouver Saturday night at Q2 Stadium and had to settle for a nil-nil draw with the Whitecaps. Uh, Austin now 2-3-2 on the year, ninth place in the Western Conference.
2: This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com.
1: All right. Uh, also over the weekend, Buck, congratulations on the good side to the Texas men's tennis team. They won the Big 12 regular season title again. The women's team also won the Big 12 championship as the Longhorn Athletic Department continues to crank it out. And uh, quite the scene on Saturday at the orange-white scrimmage. Huge crowd. And a lot of folks turned out to see this addition uh, this to the Longhorns, and I don't think they disappointed.
0: Yeah, I, it was a spring game. That's what it looked like to me. Just, you know, you didn't know who was getting sacked. When the whistle was going to blow, I mean there was probably probably about five or six sacks in there yeah,
1: pressure was good pressure
0: was and that's, that's pressure the, was good, but there was no real standouts you know there was no real big hits, but i thought I thought the pressure, especially later on, got a little bit better early it, it did not, and that's generally what happens in those and you know the offense generally can take control early, but after a while you know you started mixing players, you know switch them in and out in different positions, especially offensively, and the defense takes over. Later on in the, in the spring game, and I thought that's what happened.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was a spring game, but at the same time, I thought they they looked crisp. But you know, Sark, when we talked about playing a clean game, there they, they didn't turn the football over. There were no turnovers by either the orange or the white ball wasn't on the ground. There weren't a lot of penalties. I think there were only two penalties that were called, and they had a, a full officiating crew there uh, to call the game. And and you're right, you, you know, there were times where. You know, the, the quarterbacks were not live, so you're we we allowed to tackle the quarterbacks,
0: or, or they didn't want them near their arms, which yeah. is, is a good thing. Yeah. Don't get near, don't get your helmet in front of them. Well, at the end of just the day, move off to the side, nobody got hurt.
1: Yeah, the lead story of the six weeks of spring practice that culminated on Saturday was no mm-hmm. injuries. There really is not a, and that's
0: unbelievable. You get through a spring game as long as that lasted for a full game, well, a running clock. Let me tell you, nobody gets hurt. You know, bumps and bruises, you're going to have that anyway, but there's. Nothing and nobody came limping off. I mean, nobody on crutches. That's 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 hard to do. It really is.
1: Well, and of course, because it's Texas, everybody's going to want to talk quarterbacks. I mean, Quinn Ewers looked looked fine. I mean, I thought he looked like he was in control of the game, and I thought afterwards was the most impressive of Quinn Ewers. I mean, he he met the media afterwards, and uh, you know, really starts to look like the the leader of Texas needs a quarterback. He talked, you know, Yoned um, you know, some of the mistakes he made last year, he talked about getting himself in shape, he's eating better, he wants to be more in control of this team, he understands, because uh, what you saw, if you saw that game, is the Longhorns have three, or certainly two really good quarterbacks. Arch Manning just finished up his first 15 practices as a college player, uh, he should be a senior in high school, so he was out there and, you know, it looked like the game was a little bit too fast for him, but man, Malik Murphy can play. He uh,
0: can spin it.
1: Uh, what a, what a talented-looking guy he is. It's the first time we really got to see him, because last year in the spring game he was hurt. Uh, they, he went through a uh, – they redid his mechanics last summer once he got healthy, and, man, he showed well, what the upside of that young guy is. because uh, And that's important, Buck, because Quinn Ewers is going to be the starting quarterback. There will be those that will talk about, what about Malik, what about Malik. That's just the way it goes around here. But at the end of the day, Quinn Ewers is going to be the starting quarterback, and, and it was good to hear him assert himself and kind of uh, – kind of announce that and then talk about the maturity that he's finding within his Well, own. he has to continue to do that because sure he had his
0: his footwork at times was, you know, what we saw last year, but the majority of times I thought he did a really good job. But some of these long outside hitches that he throws are still all arms, and they're they're low and outside. I mean, they almost hit the trainers. They don't, they don't hit them on the shoulder where they can catch and run with the football. It just... But his footwork was much better than you saw at the end of last year.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a work in progress. And I yeah, still that's, think be,
0: that's an everyday thing for him.
1: And I still think there's always going to be that element of him, that he's he's got that, you know, you you coach Jeff George at Illinois. There's just going to be, he does have that huge arm, and sometimes he's going to flip, flip it. And yeah. uh, that's a, that's probably going to be it. But, man, Malik Murphy, because, look, I mean, when was the last time a Texas football team, really any team goes through a whole season without needing the backup quarterback? And that was a big part of yeah, of Saturday and really this spring practice with – with uh, Hudson Cards transfer to Purdue, you know Quinn. Yours is going to be the starter. I think that's pretty clear. But who would come in if if there's an injury like there was in week two of last year against Alabama? I think Malik Murphy showed uh, the promise that man. This kid uh, can sling it. He's got a big arm. Steve Sarkeesian has, has said consistently he's got the best arm on the team, and he showed that. I mean, his 79-yard touchdown pass to Jontae Cook uh, was just a flick, man. And that was you know 60 yards down the field, and he had thrown a pass the previous pass to the to the freshman DeAndre Moore and he dropped it. Uh, and,
0: and you know what? And he should have good footwork because here's a guy who's been just, you know, hasn't been in any games, you know, has been in and out. So he understands his footwork has to be good, he but he's got a he's got a gun and he can he can fling it, but he doesn't have to fling it from all angles. He's got de- he surprises me for a, you know, I thought of course he's going to be Randall Cunningham as I said he's going to take off and move around a little bit. But he's a pocket guy and he can he can sit in the pocket and he can set his feet and set his feet the right way, and just let it. When yeah, he lets he was, it rip,
1: he was impressive. That ball sticks to you from no. him. I mean, he he's decisive. Uh, yeah. you know, I thought he was one of the more impressive players of the spring on the offensive side of the ball of the game itself, uh, and that's that's encouraging because you you know, not to create a quarterback battle, but at the same time, you you know, Steve Sarkisian said afterwards, and we'll hear some cuts from Sark. No, I
0: let the quarterbacks do the battling. That's
1: well, Sark said afterwards. You know, he always asks, is there a pecking order of your quarterbacks? And he said, you know, the beauty of it is I don't have to have a pecking order at this point. We still have the entire summer, and we've got, you know, 29 practices coming up in the fall. And uh, we'll get ready for, for September the 2nd against Rice. But at the same time, he said it's probably safe to say that Quinn Yours is our starter, but I don't want those other guys to, to to feel like they aren't competing. I want them to go for it, and that's a good thing. That's healthy. Like right, Quinn
0: Ewers is, can go out the first series of the, when the games start.
1: Uh, you know, Who knows? And, you know... Look, Quinn Yours threw for 200 yards. He didn't turn the football over. He made some really nice throws. Um, And, yes, he's going to be a work in progress as a a young quarterback. But at the same time, the talent in that room is greater than we've seen at that position in a long, long time. And I think you can say that about a lot of positions for Texas. I thought the defensive line, uh, you know, there were – and remember, when the the orange-white team was picked by Sark and, you know, there were some starters, there were some ones on each team, there were some twos on each team, and it was kind of you know tough to decipher who was where, but at the same time – Man, the Byron Murphy, Alfred Collins, Devondre Sweat group up front, I thought they really controlled the line of scrimmage. Uh, those guys gave the offensive line a lot of problems. Uh, you know, we know we didn't the Longhorns didn't have you know their full allotment of running backs in this game. So a you know, guy like Jaden Blue, you know, his twenty-three yard touchdown or his long touchdown run, uh, where he, you know, ducked and darted and spun around and ended up in the end zone. Uh, you look at that and who he was running that against. That was against a lot of backup players, but at the same time, Jaden Blue flashed. I thought Cedric Baxter flashed at running back. I thought uh...
0: I did not think he flashed to me. I thought he was just okay. He looked like a freshman at that position to me. I thought he ran kind of high. I know his coach got after him on a third down and goal, where he should have got in the end yes. zone. I saw that. I mean, his coach is saying, "I know you got in on fourth down, but you should have been in on third down. Your body's big enough that you should have got the push." But he he ran. He, I thought he was. He's just a little high, because he's tall. He's a
1: tall, he's a six-two-two two running back.
0: Yeah, and that's a game situation, and that's that's what he'll have to he'll have to learn how to get his body down a little bit. He's not going to be able to. This is in high school. You can't force yourself into the end zone. He, he should have got low. The second time he got the ball, he got down a little bit lower. But that's that's game situation for him. And uh, Jaden Blue, I thought was was really really good. The kid Woods, I don't know where the hell did that guy come from. He walk on. What?
1: Yeah.
2: I Number thought 29. he
0: was yeah, he was darting and, and making some cuts in some tight situations. I thought he was pretty good too. I think Savion uh Savion has some some work still to do uh at the running back position, but he will go over between the tackles. Yes. But they've got guys that can run between the tackles. They really do. I don't know if they've got a, a true speed guy, and I think that's that's Brooks. I think Brooks is a I think he is the guy who'll get most of the reps when he comes back and gets going. But this is a good time for him to be rested up. Anyway, he can just he can look, and get hungry. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's what he needs to do. Well, just and, look and be hungry.
1: Yeah, Jonathan Brooks had two carries, but he was limited. And, yeah, and he not. I mean, look. You again, pecking order, looking forward. Jonathan Brooks is probably going to be your starting running back when the season begins. Yep. Against Rice, Quinn Ewers is likely to be your starting quarterback. But you know, we talked all all for six weeks about the depth and the competition, and that's what you want at every position. Now, the most impressive position on the field for the Longhorns. Was their wide receiver core? I mean, that at the end of the day, you heard Sark say it in the headlines. I mean, they've got you know, Ad Mitchell is a real live. Oh no, he's a, he's to, another
0: level football player that you haven't seen out there. Yeah, he was with the exception of Xavier Worthy when when Xavier was at his best and not dropping balls. And he was that wearing kid was he was wearing fantastic. the green
1: the green uh, the green jersey. They didn't want him to get contacted. They're worried about thank goodness anybody that has even a slight injury. They put the green top on to not uh, take contact. And uh, but Ad Mitchell, man, he made he made. Four or five really nice catches. There was a big third down catch where he got to the chains. Uh, he's a difference maker. He's the Georgia transfer, and you put him opposite Xavier Worthy, who also looked to be in really nice form. He caught the long one from from Quinn Yours early in the game, uh, and you know went out of bounds in, inside the five yard line. Uh, yeah, I wish he could have scored there. And the, yeah, uh, he kind of the, the ball was over his left shoulder and took him out of bounds, but uh, ended up at the three yard line. And the, that's the one where you talk about Cedric Baxter had to punch it in. But, man, then there's Jordan Whittington, who's down to, you know, he talked about afterwards he played at 215 last year. He's down to 202, and he was playing quick. I mean, like a running back with the ball in his hands. Talking about positionless players, that's a guy that uh, they can use in a lot of different ways uh, coming up this year. Yeah, they just got to get
0: the ball in the hands of the right guys at the right times.
1: And remember Isaiah Nayer who – didn't play. They were being very careful with him. Uh, Sark was clear to mention him that you know we didn't play him today, but he could have played. We were just being extremely careful with the Wyoming transfer who got hurt in the spring last year. Well, there's
0: too many other guys that need the work too, though.
1: And might he, as well get them in. And he'll be there. So I mean, those those we talk about what we saw, what we've talked about that that when you put all this group together, uh, they should be a potent offense. They should be a team that uh, gives defenses fits. Who are you? You I mean you can't double all of them? Uh, you, you're going to get single coverage, and then really the job of the quarterback is to find the the single singled up matchup. You know, you know, Ad Mitchell is going to find single coverage, or Isaiah N, or Xavier Worthy, or Jordan Whittington.
0: Yeah, they still had balls that they should have caught. Balls that hit him in the hands. The guys, the defenders, I thought made some good plays, but there's some guys that still had a little bit of the drops. He's there. You can't have like three of those. Now, three of those come in a total of like seven games, but they had still had guys dropping the ball. Too many guys dropping the ball.
1: I know the DeAndre Moore drop. I'm trying to think of other drops that I saw. There's a couple
0: across the middle. Some, and they were good. They were defender pretty there well. There
1: were a few early. I yeah. think there's one or two early drops. And then I there's
0: mean, some with defenders right there. Yeah.
1: No, they they it up. They, they cleaned it up. Yeah. But that, you know, what I saw was just, you know, great individual players on the outside. And that's, you know, that's going to make it difficult when you put them all together. Remember, you're splitting your team, you put everybody on the same team. Uh, that's going to be a hard team to defend. Uh, no matter who the running back is, that's going to be a hard team to defend because and and it, it makes the, the quarterback's job easier. It, you know, it gets it gets more and more similar to what Sark had at Alabama, where he had the, all the great receivers, and it's just let's just find the matchup. Where is the Yeah, Jonte Cook one- is going
0: to help them out an awful lot stretching the field. Yeah, Jonte and, Cook and with yeah, his speed. Yeah, if he, if he can get balls thrown to him where he can catch and run, or balls are in front of him, where he, I don't care if it's that fifteen yard catch where he catches and goes, he can scoot.
1: Yeah, we'll hear from Sark. We'll take your thoughts on it. Huge crowd, great turnout for the Longhorn Spring Game. Orange White scrimmage on Saturday. Uh, take your highlights and uh, what you, what might concern you, uh, because that's the way a spring game goes. Some things were exciting to see. Some things were concerning, I guess. And uh, but again, I just you know, with Ad Mitchell's return, you get Isaiah Nayer on this team. Uh, come the fall, uh, with with because I thought Xavier Worthy looked looked really sharp and fat. And, you know the normal quick twitch that he brings. Jordan Whittington down 15 pounds and playing a, at a quicker pace uh, in his super senior season. Uh, that's going to be a hard team to defend in my mind. And well, we they're going to be
0: a hard and that's and for them and the throwing for these quarterbacks. I know you've been going against the same DBs, but sure. But uh, Watts and Brooks, wow, they are long. They're, those guys are hard to get around. Man, they're hard to get off of with their long arms.
1: Yeah, Ryan Watts and yeah. uh, Terrence Brooks, and uh, we saw Gavin Holmes, the transfer from Wake Forest, on the outside as well. And, again, they'll get everybody back. And, you know, Sark said they're going to do one more week of weight training uh, this week. And they're going to try to, you know, analyze their bodies, see where everybody is. And then they'll have some time off. Uh, They've been going at it since early January, coming off the bowl game. Uh, They'll give them some time to decompress. And they'll come back on Memorial Day. Yeah, you get uh, a
0: chance to to have those exit meetings with your uh, coach to tell you what you need to work on in the summertime, which is Well, we know there
1: are four guys in the portal already uh and then there's probably more. probably more coming as far as just general i think healthy attrition off your roster the name that uh, popped up on saturday that's into the portal which cuz the portal opened on saturday is jaden alexis the wide receiver and jaden actually caught a, pl- a pass in the spring game which surprised a lot of people saying well thought he was in the portal uh all accounts he just has been a really great teammate and uh you know just he's going to go look for somewhere else and they actually gave him a chance to to put some film out there because he wants to go play somewhere else and realizing where he is on the depth chart at that wide receiver position. But those are the four that are in the portal. There are four in the portal right now. None of them are you know, frontline players, uh, four guys that, that probably weren't going to play a lot here in 2023. How many balls did J.T. catch? Did he catch three balls? The first pass went to him and it just was covered and uh, kind of went over his outside shoulder. J.T. Sanders was not heavily involved in this this game plan. And Sark even said afterward there wasn't a game plan. We were just running plays. Really. Sure. We were just running the, play's been the play on. you've
0: been working on, yeah, during the spring. But
1: that's the thing, right? With the receivers, we talked about adding Isaiah Nair and establishing what, because they're not going to show anything. But Sark has talked all spring about using J T. Sanders and weaponizing that player. Um, you're going to find you're going to find single team matchups. I mean, you can't double. It's just a math equation on the defensive side. You you can you're going to be single teamed against really good players. And Quinn, your job at quarterback is going to be to find that single who's single covered. You know, Xavier Worthy is going to beat a one-on-one most of the time. A.D. Mitchell showed you on Saturday he can beat a one-on-one. J.T. Sanders is going to beat one most one-on-one coverage. And so this becomes, you know, the pick your poison if you're a defensive coordinator. That's the depth that they built at that position. And, again, we didn't even see Isaiah Nayer. We'll hear from Sark coming up, uh, digging into the weeds of what we saw on Saturday and what he saw throughout the course of the spring. We'll dive into this Texas baseball team. That was frustrating. The Longhorns won two out of three games. But man, that was uh, that was tough to listen to and tough to watch at times for the Longhorns in Baylor. Twenty six walks. How did they win hit? three?
0: How did they win that many Baylor's games? Baylor's
1: not good. <laughs> Baylor's goodness. not a good team. And the, the, they walked they scored, twenty.
0: Scored runs and they, but they outscored them. That's all you had to do.
1: Well, the Longhorns won two out of three. They should have won the game on 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 Saturday night. The Longhorns were winning uh, ten to ten to six or ten. No, it was nine to five. Nine to four. 9-5 to in the ninth inning, and they lost the game 10-9, to um, largely at their own charity because of hit batters, walk batters, and uh, they lost that game 10-9. They should have swept the series. Instead, they took two out of three. But, man, they've got work to do on the pitcher's mound because they were pitching with not confident, uh, walking batters, pitching from behind all weekend. That is not a very good Baylor team, and the Longhorns still took two out of three. That's how bad Baylor is with 26 walks, six, six hit bats batters, and uh, the offense... Really That's good. You
0: have a weekend like that. You come out you come out with a, a series win, though. That's good they stuff. They did.
1: And they're in first place. They're sitting at 8-4. and four, But they have work to do on the mound because they'll see better teams. They can't pitch like that again. Uh, we'll hear from David Pierce coming up in the Craig Way Report. Uh, we'll take your good, your bad, and your ugly from the spring game. Good, bad, and ugly from the weekend. NBA playoffs. Um, eight game ones in the books. We'll recap what went on in the NBA's playoffs. Certainly the golf. How about uh, Jordan Spieth at Harbour yesterday? Too many opportunities oh, for Matt
0: Fitzpatrick. Don't oh. give you can't give that guy. Damn, he almost made a two in that third playoff hole.
1: He did, and that was wow. after Jordan should have made birdie. He rimmed out a birdie on the first playoff hole that would have given him the championship for the second straight year. We'll talk golf. We'll talk baseball, basketball, and the rest. It's a good, bad, and ugly Monday here on Beanie. It's Bucky and Aaron. Hope you had a great weekend. It was uh, record-setting heat on Saturday with temperatures approaching 95 and then uh, beautiful yesterday, about 20 degrees cooler, but plenty of sunshine and uh, plenty of football, baseball, and everything else over the weekend. And uh, look who's on the line this morning. He said he was going to call me when I saw him on Bebo Boulevard on Saturday. uh, And he, you would have thought that, like, Elvis was there or the Beatles had shown up at uh, Bebo Boulevard when Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, the WWE Hall of Famer, and pride of Silsby, Texas uh, jumped on with us yes on Saturday morning, getting ready for the spring game. Mark Henry is online Mark, how are you?
2: What's going on, man? I'm also the on street recruiter from what I'm hearing now you're you're the one? I'm the on the streets recruiter.
1: Um, well we
2: had we had a lot of the guys come by that were uh, visiting Texas and uh and they they came by and just made themselves comfortable.
0: They did. They Mom did. and dad's there.
2: Man, round shoulders and all, Buck.
1: <laughs> round shoulders and all.
0: There you go. There
1: you go. Hey, what'd you take away from the game on Saturday, the spring game? We were talking about it ahead of time. Now we got to see it. And you said you're gonna be watching the trenches, of course. What'd you uh what were your highlights and takeaways?
2: You know, I saw a couple, a few guys take on double teams that didn't take on double teams well, but like you said earlier, uh they were not playing as the number one unit. They were playing scattered. Uh, guys were playing in positions where uh, you normally won't see that. You won't see a guy get double teamed like Collins was getting double teamed and going down to one knee. Um, he's got to he's got to be a little bit more stout in that position. Uh,
1: who stood out for you in the trenches when you were watching that, Mark?
2: You know what, man? Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to give it to Collins. Collins actually did a lot of uh, what well, we I mean, me and Jacob call it the one arm. And he'll just stand people up. And if you're strong enough to just stand people up, um, that that's going to pay dividends for, for the Longhorns.
0: Yeah, he, he should be tough, uh, Mark, all season long. I mean, the one-on-ones are going to be hard for people to just one-on-one with him. He's so long and, and, and wow. athletic. And, you know, in his senior year, he should be. This is where he yeah, should be I'm, right now.
2: Yeah, Buck, I, I see him doing well, man. But I'm telling you, the thing that stood out to me uh, malik murphy man like yeah. that, that dude he, he, he's a dude we we talked about uh dogs dudes and duds <laughs> you know that that guy's definitely a dude and i can see him being on some fourth down in one packages everybody's gonna be afraid of him running and he's gonna tempt tebow him to death
1: yeah and the arm how about the uh you know we haven't seen malik of course malik was was hurt last year in the spring and then uh, you know, even when was hurt at the start of spring this year. The practices—that was our, first, our Longhorn fans' first chance to see him. Oh, man, what a what a rocket he's got! Just an easy motion. He threw the the long pass to Jonte Cook. He threw the uh, the in route um, twenty yard in on <laughs> one one of his first passes. Finished nine for fourteen. Uh, you know, some are already saying he should challenge Quinn for the starting job. But at the same time, you know you've got a capable backup there. If uh, something were to happen to Quinn, yours
0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13.
2: Well, you definitely got a capable backup. I wouldn't go so far as to make it a competition for first being the starter. Uh, he looked like Steph Curry out there, man. He was dropping him in the bucket.
1: Dropping him and, in the bucket.
2: Uh, and when you when you can throw a long ball uh, to the sidelines and on post routes to the middle of the field in between the ashes and drop him in at a consistent rate like he was, you you got to you know even think about some of that stuff. But you also got to look at who he was throwing the ball to. He threw the ball to some uh, pretty dynamic players.
0: Uh, how, Mark, how did you like number two, the wide receiver? A I, I, I kid did. Looks a, an awful lot like some of the Texas receivers a long, long time back when you had a small guy that could catch and just absolutely just outrun you. I mean, to catch down the sideline, he was even when he caught the ball, and he didn't have to make. There was no moves to it. He just outran the kid that he w- was covering him. Once he caught the ball, he just yeah, there was that separation. Was just speed. Yeah,
2: that was just speed. You know, like we we've had some guys. You know, he kind of looked like Mike Adams. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't I don't know if you remember Mike, but.
0: Yeah, oh, I remember him in many ways.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that 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 he 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 paints the sideline like like that's my job. I, I run the route up the sideline, and I'm going to put my speed against your speed. And it didn't matter that the guy the guy was close to him, right? Too. I mean, it, it wasn't like it was a bad. Like he was had bad coverage. He just outran it. It was yeah. just that was beautiful to see.
1: Yeah, Tay Cook, the freshman from Desoto, played for uh, Claude Mathis there. And uh, won a state title this past year and he's already on campus. Yeah, he looks like 13, he's been in big games. One of those thirteen early enrollees for the Longhorns. Uh how about how about number zero, the linebacker, Anthony Hill, uh the kid out of Denton. I thought he was playing downhill in that game.
2: Wow, man, the the future is so good. Uh even uh uh Benda. Yeah, David Benda, yeah. Like, I mean, those those guys, you mentioned Quinn years earlier, uh Quinn is is still uh, got to plant his feet and throw with his body and quit trying to just throw with his arm. Even the one arm catch um, that that the receiver made was about three feet too high. He's going to have to really use his body to throw. If he could do that, like Texas is, when they go empty, I feel sorry for teams.
0: Yeah, that's that's they're going to be hard to match up with. But he's got to complete those balls, Mark. Those those out those those hitches outside. They have to be on the guy. You, those wide and outside throws. That, that's a part of his footwork. That's him thinking his arm. His arm can get it out there, but the accuracy part of it. Yeah, his arm can get it out there, but the but it's not accurate. It's just it's wide and outside. It's like pitching a baseball almost. I mean they're they just yeah. they're hard to catch. Well,
2: he looks like. Buck, he looks like LeBron James shooting free throws, always falling back, <laughs> leaning yeah. to the side. He's gotta throw with his body. He's gotta be like, look, I need to I need to put the ball there in this spot rather than just, oh, I'm gonna flick it over there. Like it looks like you don't care. You know, when, when you focus and, and use your body to throw, I think his teammates need to need to take him to test. Hey man, drill that thing in there, drop me about two more feet. They right. They got to really. They got to help him help themselves.
0: Yeah, and it's an everyday thing for him. This is that's that's not just a, a in a, in a game. That's a practice. That's a drill work thing that, that he has to. That those reps, you know, they, he has to continue those reps all summer long. I don't care if they're. I mean, he doesn't need a rush. I mean, that's whether it's cones or whatever. There's just a certain spot a receiver wants the ball, and they don't want it wide and outside. When those outside throws, you got to put it on the guy. You know, because you, yeah. you already got seven, eight yards on the catch itself, and those are the ones that get your first downs. Those are the ones keep you at the starting quarterback position. You know, completions. They don't have to be bombs. They don't have to be uh, catches and runs, but they have to be where a guy can at least catch the ball. I mean, those can't make right. difficult catches for an easy route, you know?
2: No, you can't. And, and throwing that ball high like he did, if that was not a goal line play where he could just reach up there with one hand and grab it and be fine, then – it it would have been a, a incompletion in the middle of the field, so he's going to have to lower those balls, put it on guys' numbers, and and put it to where they like to catch the ball. And it's like, uh, you know, I always equate everything to basketball because I, I really see a lot of balance in basketball. Uh, when you pass the ball, you lead the guy into the throw into the ball, and and Quinn throws the ball high, or he'll throw the ball low going to have to be more consistent and throw guys into the ball rather mm-hmm. than uh, just throwing the ball around them
1: well said mark henry he is uh, the world's strongest man he's a wwe hall of famer and uh, the pride of silsby texas and uh, good to see you on bebo boulevard that was a lot of fun and we look forward to uh, more conversations my friend thank you mark
2: hey. hey man i appreciate y'all look forward to spending more time with y'all hook them
1: hook em, man Mark Henry, yeah, he was on Bevo Boulevard with Rod and Arch and I on Saturday, and man, you'd, again, you'd have thought the, uh, you know, the, oh
0: no, those kids, those young kids know who this oh guy my gosh. is. It was unbelievable, legendary.
1: He he was on the air, and this this group of uh, kids walked by, and it was like, oh my gosh, they just they 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 thought they saw a ghost. That's Mark Henry. There's Mark Henry. Uh, that was really cool. But uh, yeah, I thought some good 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 thoughts, and similar to yours, Buck, on Quinn. Yours continuing to work on the mechanics every and the day, floor, every day. Uh, He he, you know, he sounded like a guy afterwards listening to his post game comments that has grown up and uh, you know got the haircut. He looks
0: like a guy who's a year older or almost a year older in the system and and understanding the game. But now he's just it's those fundamentals. I mean, you just you got to get out of some of the bad habits that you have. Yeah, like Malik Murphy has had time to work on. I mean, he hasn't had much. I mean, he hasn't been on the field enough. He can work on his game. He has worked on. You can see that he understands the footwork part of it. For a guy who's had a lower body injury, you know what I mean. When he steps in, he just steps and throws.
1: As natural, as natural. Yeah. We'll hear from Sark talking about the quarterbacks. Uh, is there a pecking order? <laughs> has been asked already, and he, you know, he he had a, an interesting answer to that. Uh, at the end of the day, Sark said, "Is you know the number one takeaway? No injuries in this camp. Absolutely no, no significance. They didn't turn the football over, and he just thinks they're they're a deep football team. Which you know that's something we've talked about a lot. But to hear the head coach say." I feel like when we get to the season, we get you know we aren't splitting our squad and we're playing all those one with eighty five guys. We are a deep football team. We've got uh, got talented players at every position. We feel you know the you know, for Longhorn fans, you know Sark said there were times in the first two years where we we had some depth at certain positions, but we knew that if we lost a guy at a key place, we were in real trouble. They don't feel that way about this team. They feel like Sark said if you know if somebody goes down and we don't want anybody to get hurt, but if somebody does. We feel pretty good about the guy that can come in behind him. Yeah. And, and that is something that hasn't been able to been said about this program in quite a while.
0: And for Arch Manning, he looked just like he's supposed to look like a freshman. Yeah. Just a guy who still should be in high school playing.
1: Yeah, and that's that's his grade level, and he's had fifteen college practice. This game looked fast, right? I mean that's Well, oh yeah. Game's faster than it is at what uh you know, whatever level of high school you know, Arch Manning played at in in Louisiana. This is a lot faster than that. And uh you know, a lot of times when Arch was in the game, he was throwing against the the number one defense. Like right? he was going at the number one defense, and uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna be a work in progress, and that's uh, to be expected at this point with Arch Manning. But I will say this: much like every position on the field, have you know, been covered this team as long as we have, Buck. That is, they're as talented at each position as we've seen in a long time. We talk about it a lot leading into the game, and then to get to see it. They've got depth. They've got they've got good players at every they position. Got a lot of wide receivers. Wide receivers. Do, the defensive backfield is more. Uh, you know, we we didn't even see Jalen. Uh, you know, Catalon, the kid from Arkansas, yep. he didn't participate. Uh, there were key guys at, out at each position because of injury or just precaution on Saturday, and we still saw depth. So you get everybody together. Uh, remember, remember, come the summer there'll be twelve more freshmen rolling in because uh, thirteen of the early enrollees. But it was a twenty-five. Player recruiting class. The other twelve will join, and uh, and the 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 healthy guys or the guys that were held out for precaution uh, will get even more healthy. And uh, this will be a deep football team, and I think pretty talented uh, start in twenty twenty three. And that's that's where we've talked about. This is the year to to take a step forward.
0: To me, what you can't really see is how much they're going to miss those guys on that defensive line. That's you know because you know quick whistles and things like that. That that's that's what you you won't be able to see that until when the summer comes and when they get ready to play in the game.
1: It says guard center guard has got to get better. I and mean, that's yeah the offensive line. You remember they were they were experimenting with some things. They didn't have uh, two of their starting linemen. Cole Hudson was not participating. He was a starting right guard last year. They were moving Hayden Connor around quite a bit. Cam Williams slipped down to guard. Uh, also Connor Robertson didn't participate in the spring. Uh, in the spring game, so there's yep. a couple guys that'll be added back. But yes, I mean that that competition for the interior of the offensive line. You know, Kelvin Banks is playing left tackle, and you know uh, that that Christian Jones is going to play the right tackle position. Jake Majors is going to be your center. Well, who's going to be the who are going to be the guards? That's you got to have that
0: good guard play. Yeah,
1: that's where the real competition will be come summer and into the fall camp. Uh, for those final two spots on the offensive line. We'll talk more. Take your thoughts. Appreciate Mark Henry for calling in early this morning. We'll uh, certainly take your opinions on what you saw at the spring game, Texas baseball as well, the NBA's playoffs. We've got the good, the bad, and the ugly from quite the weekend. We'll talk about it with you. Coming back on B&E. It's Bucky and Aaron. B&E on a Monday, recapping a very busy weekend, including the orange-white scrimmage. We'll hear from Steve Sarkeesian coming up his uh, thoughts after the Longhorns wrapped up their spring practice with the, uh, the scrimmage on Saturday. Talk Texas baseball as well. How about the NBA's playoffs yesterday? Three of the four road teams' winners yesterday, including the Lakers in Memphis. Grizzlies had the best record in the uh, NBA at home this year. Lakers went into Memphis and beat them. And, yeah, we all would have predicted that uh, the former Oklahoma Sooner, Austin Reeves, Austin Reeves would be the guy Ooh. leading them with 14 of his 23 in the fourth quarter. There are a lot of guys
0: that are falling down on the floor. Didn't hurt yesterday. Some bad spills.
1: Uh, for the Lakers, though, it was Austin Reeves and Rue Hachimura, the kid out of Gonzaga. They're, those two combined for like 50 points. A Japan native. Yeah, Japanese uh, native and the Japan native. Uh, yeah, you got Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and the Oklahoma Sooner Austin Reeves is leading them uh, down the stretch in Memphis. And yeah, Mem- uh, John Morant hurt his hand in that game, had to leave that game, and uh, that's concerning. Uh, the Bucks lost at home to Jimmy Buckets in the uh, Heat. Jimmy Butler had a huge game. And Giannis was down. Early. Giannis got hurt. Tyler, a, Hero got hurt yeah, yeah. Tyler Hero got hurt too. Tyler Hero got hurt for the I Heat. I think he
0: broke his he's hand. Done.
1: Yeah, he's done. He's done for a month. Now
0: Giannis, that, that that didn't seem like back spasm. That was just a blow to the
1: back, well, right? The X-rays were uh, came out positive, so no structural damage there. That's a, It's a back bruise. Just a bruise, okay. It. And uh, but yeah, that's you know again, it's a long series. It's seven games, and uh, one road, one home loss is not going to you know kill those teams. But it's a long series. But man, to see uh, you know Phoenix, we know they've only played eight games with Kevin Durant, uh, and you know Kawhi Leonard went in there and beat him. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was the star of that game for the LA Clippers. Put it in the playoffs. Load management all year long. Here we go, and uh, playoffs are underway. Uh, with eight games played, eight game ones over the weekend. We'll take your thoughts there as well on uh, surprises. And uh, yes, I owe, I owe uh, Ty a case of uh, cold beers, I guess, because uh, the, the Rangers. Beat the Astros two out of three. The rubber game last night went to the Rangers nine to one.
0: Rangers but, not messing around Ty.
1: Yeah, should have should have taken out Val- Valdez a little bit sooner there in the seventh inning. And Dusty Breaker let left him in a little bit too long. In yeah, my Framber is his ace though. Framber is the you know opening day starter and has been a great pitcher and that curveball. He's nasty. Oh my god. Yeah, he's. Uh, you know, again, I don't think the Astros are in mid season form just yet. I think they're you know, they know they're playing without Altuve, they're playing without Michael Brantley who's taking some hits. He's he's on his way back. Uh they'll get that full lineup back and they'll be they'll be all right. But uh yeah, Rangers are playing good ball and you know, we that, not a surprise that they're a good ball club. We've said all spring if they stay healthy the Rangers will be in this thing and then they uh at least made a stay. I think that was a big win for them to you know the Astros have so dominated that series, right? The Astros have won have dominated the American League West in general, but you know, the Astros had been 28-10 and 10 against the Rangers the last couple of years. And, you know, the Rangers want to be in that conversation. And, they you know, it's two out of three. But at the same time, I thought that was nice for the Rangers uh, early for some confidence for that club. And the Astros are going to be fine, I think, big picture. And Framber's you know, going to be all right. But, yeah, probably left him in a little bit too long. And he's not into his mid That's what I'm talking about, that he's not into his because remember, he set the record last year for quality starts, right? Mm-hmm. Like twenty-five consecutive quality starts, meaning six innings or more, three runs or less. He, you know, forever gives you a chance to win every ball game, uh, almost always when he goes to the mound. Uh, not the case last night as the Rangers got to him for, uh, you know, six runs in that that uh, that inning. The grand slam for Marcus Simeon was the biggest of the blows there. So I owe, I owe uh, Ty some some cold beers. I'll, yeah, good job, that by up.
0: good job by the Horns picking up blitzes and. And all that stuff. They had blitzes in that in that spring game. They weren't. I mean, linebackers were coming at times. They put pressure. Running backs had to step up in the pocket and uh, pick up guys. But I, I thought they did. I thought it was a good job, not being sloppy. The guys not jumping off sides. Guys staying, you know, staying set on the offensive line. I mean, there was only, there were only a couple penalties really in the game.
1: Yeah, no, it's a clean game. That's what Sark said. He was most looking for was no injuries. And uh, clean, and there was only a couple of penalties. There was a holding call in the second half. I remember right. there was, was in the second uh, half. Yep. Well, there were no turnovers. Ball wasn't on the ground, and no interceptions.
0: Which sometimes that ain't all that good for the defense. Hey, well,
1: don't get used to that no penalties thing because oh. we still, still are in the Big Twelve for one more season. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I know that. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll take your thoughts. We're going to hear a bunch from Sark coming up in our coach's Corner. His overall assessment of the Longhorns, what he liked and what he's concerned about. We'll also. Uh, Take your good, bad, and ugly from the busy weekend. Glad you're with us as we're just getting warmed up one hour into four. Heard from Mark Henry, the world's strongest man. Checked in with us. We'll check in with you as well. It's BE on 1049, 1019, AM 1260. You know we're always streaming for you, making it easy to find us on your Horn app, on your smart speaker, and always at HornFM.com.